This is Bill Newman, WHMP. Welcome to the show. On this show, we will have the four candidates for the Democratic nomination for Governor's Council. Let me introduce this topic by sharing with you the front page story from Monday's Republican Election 22, Governor's Council race draws four Democrats. Victor will face GOP contender in November. The candidate who will be the Republican nominee will be John Comerford of Palmer, who, as the article by Patrick Johnson in the Republican MassLive.com points out, uh, is a retired welfare fraud investigator, one-time veterans agent for Eastern Hampshire County. He is of no relation to Joe Comerford politically, by family, or in any other way. Let's just be clear about that. We do have with us today the four Democratic candidates vying for the Democratic nomination. Let me read a bit of this article by Patrick Johnson. The September 6th primary for Governor's Council pits four Western Massachusetts Democrats against each other to succeed long-time, well, three-term, three-two-year term, Region 8 member Mary Hurley. Region 8 is the Western Massachusetts region. It's the four Western counties and I think just a smidgen of uh, Worcester as well. Running are Sean Allen of Holyoke, who is with us in the studio, Michael Fenton of Springfield, who joins us by phone, Tara Jacobs of North Adams, who is on the phone with us as well, and Jeffrey Morneau of Springfield. The election will pick a successor to Hurley, a former mayor of Springfield and a retired district court judge who has served on the council since 2017. Mary Hurley announced in March of this year that she would not seek re-election. Okay, so far so good. To which I think a lot of listeners are saying, what's the governor's council and why do I care? Uh, Something which I think drives all of these candidates kind of nuts since they've all been working very hard to make the position known, their candidacy known. And yet I think based on phone calls I've received in the last few days, a lot of people still don't know uh, what the governor's council is. Uh, Also not terribly up on the auditor's race and secretary of state leaves a blank stare from a lot of people as well. So the governor's council, and again I'm reading from the Republican, the governor's council is composed of eight members representing different regions of the state, Members are elected to two-year terms and meet weekly to deliberate and advise the governor. Well, mostly what they're doing is voting up or down on judicial and uh, quasi-judicial nominations made by the governor. We'll get into more of that in just a moment. Uh, The council's primary job is to review and make recommendations. It's to vote, really. Probe includes not only judges, uh, but clerks of the court, uh, the parole board, and the Division of Industrial Accidents, which most people think of as the Workers' Compensation Board. Three of the four Democrats in the primary race are practicing attorneys. Allen is a partner with Allen and Bull in Holyoke. Fenton is a partner with Schatz-Schwartz and Fenton in Springfield. Fenton spelt differently. And Morneau with the Springfield firm of Connor and Morneau. Jacobs has no legal background, but serves on the North Adams School Committee and is chair of the North Adams Library Board of Trustees. So... Governor's Council, something that matters a lot because it is the final determiner of who will be a judge and who will not be a judge, who will be a clerk, the person who will be the face of the court to the community. The Governor's Council also votes on the members of the parole board, as I noted, the Workers' Comp Board as well, uh, and 
has the authority, the constitutional authority, to vote on commutations, something that has not been a power not exercised by the governor very much. Earlier this morning, I said I would pick the names out of a hat, or we would pick the names out of the hat in order to determine in what order the questions would be asked. Okay, technically, there were crumpled up pieces of paper. Newman walked into the studio <laughs> while I was live on the river <laughs> at, with four crumpled up pieces of paper and said, pick one, and that's how it happened. Okay, which is how we are going to have uh, Sean Allen, Mike Fenton, uh, Tara Jacobs, and Jeff Morneau in that order respond to this first question. I would like to know, and you certainly feel free to tell us more about the governor's counsel and counselor, if you like. What qualifies you for this position? And in particular, given that all of the candidates are here this morning, what do you say makes you the most qualified or the best candidate for this position? We start with Sean Allen. Uh, good morning, Bill. Thanks for having, us, having me on the show. Um, I believe I'm uniquely qualified, and what makes me set apart from the other candidates is first, I've practiced in every single um, court in our four counties, every jurisdiction. I've appeared in front of just about every single judge. I've been a trial lawyer for 22 years, and it, that includes having taken 50 cases to full verdict with judges and juries. So who best to vet a judge than um, someone that's uh, done so much in front of judges, motions, and trials. But I also have a lot of what I call restorative justice experience. I'm the only candidate in the field that is practiced in veterans court, which focuses on uh, diverting veterans out of the criminal justice system, mental health court, which deals with people who have substance abuse problems, gun court, and drug court. Most importantly, drug court. A lot of people lead into crime with respect to uh, substances which drive it and mental health which drive it. Um, I'm uniquely qualified. I think those skills are invaluable. And um, I also have a social work background. I'm used to dealing with uh, a lot of volatile situations. I have a good temperament. Um, I know how to work with people. So all those skills together, I think, really make me stand out, and particularly the trial experience. Thank you. A, a quick follow-up. You mentioned drug court and gun court. Are these actually separate courts? Or are they part of the district court? What, what does that right. mean? So they are part of the district court, but they're in so much specialized courts. Uh, so if someone comes in with an illegal firearm, they get assigned to gun court. If someone comes in with a drug problem, they get assigned to drug court. Or on the other hand, if someone comes in with repeatedly saying shoplifting, stealing, um, very often that's done to feed um, a very bad drug addiction, they'll get referred to drug court, which is you sit down, you get assessed by a clinician, you can then be diverted to inpatient program and have your cases um, uh, handled in that matter. In particular, shout out to Dave Sullivan here in Hampshire County, who's who's been the lead in this. Um, he does an excellent job in tr treating people that have addictions and diverting them out of the criminal justice system. But our own Springfield system does have a drug court uh, um, presided over by Honorable Charles Gross. Let me turn now, if I might, to Mike Fenton. I have the same question for you, Mike, if you would, please. What makes you the best qualified, most qualified, the best candidate for this position, the eighth District Governor's Council. Thank you, Bill, and uh, thank you for the opportunity to uh, take these issues to the voters on the air. As you said earlier, it's a widely um, 
misunderstood position, but one of critical importance to the region. So I believe strongly that the governor's counselor for the 8th district needs to be somebody who can combine legal training and background to be able to vet appointees of the governor with democratic activism for our region. Uh, I'm a partner at a regional law firm. I have my JD and my MBA from Western New England University. I'm an adjunct law professor there where I teach corporate finance. I have the background to be able to vet appointees of the governor, uh, not just in the court system, but also through the appellate tax board. I have experience and recently have had success on the Springfield City Council uh, delivering uh, to taxpayers roughly $42 million in missing personal property taxes from that utility company. And, um, and, and across the board through other appointments that the governor puts forward, whether that be the parole board, the industrial accident board, public administrators, uh, we need someone with uh, a legal background and experience to be able to vet those appointees, and I have that training and ability to do so. Uh, in addition, something that is uh, unique about my candidacy is I also have a history of uh, 12 years on the Springfield City Council fighting for things like civil rights. Uh, and, and really attention to a gateway city uh, that, much like the rest of Western Massachusetts, has been regularly forgotten for all of my adult life. And so uh, as a candidate for governor's council, uh, I have highlighted the opportunity that this position provides to amplify voices of everyone in the four Western counties in order to provide access to the governor's office and the lieutenant governor's office for things like infrastructure, public safety, economic development, and all of the issues that we have regularly talked about around the water coolers for decades about being underserved in our community. So uh, what makes me unique and most qualified for this position is my public service background and my legal training. Let me turn now from Mike Fenton to Tara Jacobs. Same question to you, please. Why do you sure, say you're the best so candidate? Much. Thanks so much for uh, inviting us all here today to talk about what we've already discussed is a little known or a little understood but so important role. Uh, I, I believe I come from this from a very different standpoint as the only non-attorney in the mix and the only woman running um, and the only candidate who doesn't live in, in southern Hamden County. And what I bring to the role is um, a number of unique different qualifications that I think will best serve Western Massachusetts and the state in, in the work that the Governor's Council does. Um, my educational background is in social psychology research, um, as well as an MBA in management marketing, and a, a background corporate and um, more recently d dedicated to um, serving my community in, in ways that are designed to help improve the lives of our communities, our families, our students. Um, in my corporate background, um, I was a manager um, in advertising and, and had hiring responsibilities and interviewed literally hundreds, hired dozens. Um, and since moving to the Berkshires um, 17 years ago, um, have been dedicated to focusing on working with different groups to affect positive change. Cur
currently am serving my second term on the school committee where I've been on search committees for a number of roles that have um, positively impacted our school district, starting with our superintendent of schools and several business administrators and other administrative roles. And in my role as the chair of the trustees at the North Adams Public Library, we recently conducted a search there as well and, and brought in our new library director. Um, Throughout this campaign, I've been focused on integrating myself across the district and connecting with community members and actively listening and engaging. And my, my goal is to continue that work as a member of the Governor's Council to continue to have these two-way communications across the entire district and involve people in the work the Governor's Council does, but also boost the transparency around the Governor's Council in an effort to, the next time this comes up on the ballot, have people more aware because they've had interactions with their Governor's Council, they've been heard, they've been engaged in the process, they've been told what the agendas are and, and the decisions that are being made and how it impacts them. Um, all of that to say that as the diversity candidate, I believe that work benefits from having a diverse perspective at the table. Um, and I am, I am definitely the diversity candidate in, in this race as the um, person who really wants to be there to represent the people okay. in the process. We need, we need to move on uh, <clears throat> from Tara Jacobs. Thank you for uh, that participation. Let me turn now to Jeff Morneau. Jeff, same question to you. Bill, thank you so much. Uh, Bill, thank you so much for the, uh, for the opportunity today. I am uniquely qualified for this particular position because I am the only candidate in this race that has done the work that a governor's counselor is going to do and that a governor's counselor does, which is to vet the candidates. I served on the Joint Bar Committee, which is the last layer of review of judicial candidates before they get to the governor. I have sat in the room with other individuals who are vetting candidates. I have gone out to the community and vetted those candidates myself. I'm the only candidate in the race that has done that. What you do is you go out to the community. When you get an application, you vet a candidate, you talk to other lawyers in the legal community about that candidate. What is that lawyer like? Not just in terms of in the courtroom, but what is that lawyer like as a human being, as a person? You speak to the other judges and all of the judges that that lawyer appeared before. You speak to other members in the community to find out what this person is like. Is this person somebody that understands the community that they're going to serve and is going to make a difference in that community over the next 25 years? I have served um, as a chair of a judiciary committee for a bar association that has basically done the exact same thing, which is vetting candidates. I understand the process of becoming a judge from application to nomination through approval of the governor's council. Uh, I have appeared at governor's council hearings and talked, uh, and talked in, in support of candidates. I have done all of those things over the last 10 years. This is a position that I'm incredibly passionate about because I know the difference that judges can make in the community, that the difference judges make in the lives of the families and individuals that come before them every single day. Uh, over the last 10 years, I have been working with 
uh, and have helped judicial candidates with their applications, with filling them out, have conducted mock interviews. I have done everything that is needed to be done to really understand what your governor's counselor does, and I have actually done the job. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back with the candidates for governor's counsel in the 8th District, Tara Jacobs, Jeff Morneau, Sean Allen, and Mike Fenton, right after this. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with local dynamo Tara Brewster, Saturdays at 11 and Sundays at 2, only on WHMP. Brought to you by Greenfield Savings Bank, with offices all throughout Hampshire and Franklin Counties. Greenfieldsavings.com. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. The education assistance I received made it possible for me to be the first person in my family to go to school and graduate debt-free. That education helped get me to the first day at my dream job, a job that I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job, plus the other benefits possible from the Army National Guard, helped me become a first-time homeowner. Also, part of my role as a National Guard soldier means I know that I can be one of the first to respond and help my community if disaster ever strikes. I'm extremely proud that I get to serve my community. And that first step I took by joining the Army National Guard has made all the difference in my life. Talk to your local recruiter or visit nationalguard.com to find out what firsts are available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Massachusetts Army National Guard. Aired by the Massachusetts Broadcasters Association at this station. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. We continue our conversation with the Democratic candidates for Governor's Council to be the Governor's Council from District 8 that consists of the four western counties in our, in our Massachusetts. So... Uh, we're going to go to a question now that's going to be slightly different for each of the candidates. Uh, again, the order was selected by random Monteisms um, this morning. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me turn uh, for this round to Mike Fenton and ask you this question. Mike, uh, you described your qualifications and your knowledge and your experience. And what you don't mention, didn't mention, is uh, criminal law and criminal experience. The governor's counsel... Uh, passes on and is the final word on whether a, a lawyer becomes a judge. And much of what judges do, uh, it's certainly in the district court and superior court and it's an important part of the appeals court, uh, the docket as well as criminal law. And I'm wondering whether you are concerned about how your uh, lack of experience in criminal, in the criminal justice system, might affect your ability to be a successful governor's counselor. Thank you for the question. Um, the short answer is uh, no, I'm, I'm not concerned about that uh, lack of experience in criminal law. Uh, it's true that a lot of work that's done in the district and superior court is related to criminal matters, but it's also true that the governor's council has a much broader charter in terms of the matters that it considers. Uh, the confirmation proceedings that come before the governor's council, as I indicated earlier in the program, are diverse and they vary, 
But the one thing they have in common is that nothing originates from the governor's council. Every matter that comes before the governor's council is a request from the governor uh, in the governor's office for a confirmation of an appointment. And depending on where that appointment originates, there are vetting processes uh, for those appointments. For uh, the bench, we have the judicial nominating uh, committee and the screening process and the application process, partially blind, partially uh, public, which is a part of that. And that vetting process uh, will involve uh, critiquing and reviewing applications for criminal expertise and background. Uh, we don't need uh, every single judge to have background that is exclusively in criminal law. There are civil courts, there are probate courts, there are land courts, many of which I've appeared in front of. And uh, the main quality that we want in a governor's counselor is someone who can impartially and fairly review the candidates who are before them and do so in a way that also increases and promotes diversity on the bench and considers our values uh, as a commonwealth. That means uh, insisting that we have judges who meet the qualifications for the position, but also judges who have the humility to lead uh, from the bench. So uh, in addition, Bill, I would, I would submit to you Ten that, seconds. Um, based on my public service background, I have experience in working in uh, the criminal justice system, returning uh, a police commission of the city of Springfield. I was the author of that ordinance and a very vocal advocate in fighting for civil rights and accountability in policing here in uh, the largest city in the district. Let me turn now from Mike Fenton to Tara Jacobs. Uh, uh, Tara, you don't have any experience that I'm aware of in the court system or the, uh, the criminal justice or civil justice system. Uh, you are on the two boards you've told us about in Berkshire County. Uh, and I did note that the uh, Eagle made, an, I think, an editorial reference to we should elect someone from Berkshire County or words to that effect, or at least that's something worthy of consideration. Um, and I question for you is a variation of what I've already asked Mike Fenton. Which is, are you concerned that uh, you don't have any experience in the uh, legal system um, and that, uh, as far as I know, the boards that you've been on have been uh, – focused on Berkshire County and not the other three counties in western Massachusetts. Do those facts concern you? They do not. Uh, I, I see them as an advantage in that I am not a member of the legal community and I have no skin in the game and I can truly be an objective and uninfluenced uh, member of the Governor's Council, and I think that the Governor's Council benefits from that. Um, I point to one of the, uh, I consider, um, very effective members of the current sitting Governor's Council, um, Eileen Duff, who has served for, I want to say, 14 years. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And she is not only not a lawyer, but has been effective both as a member of, of the council in those deliberations, but also um, one you know, similar to me and my and my motivations, a very effective advocate through the the um, the work that she does in in working with the governor, lieutenant governor, and and otherwise in the state house every week. So uh, I very much model myself in terms of. Um, 
not necessarily the decisions I'll make, but in terms of the way in which I will approach the work as as someone who is impartial but has a lot of experience in, in vetting candidates, in assessing qualifications, and assessing character. Um, this is something I bring to the table. And, and beyond that, during the course of this campaign, and even when I was thinking about jumping in, I've assembled uh, to me um, a really supportive and wonderful group of former judges and, and lawyers who have been helpful in, in thinking through issues when, when I've had need of them. And, and my goal would be to expand that in terms of having the kinds of conversations that I, I very much want the community input, but um, part of the community includes the legal community and having that input um, when considering uh, candidates and, and nominees before the governor's council. I'm going to turn now to Jeff Morneau. Uh, Jeff, I have a variation on this question for you. Uh, I heard your response this morning, and I've heard when you, you've all been on my show before, um, what you've said about your experience, but I have the same question to you about criminal justice and uh, whether or not uh, you think consider uh, that a uh, that an issue that will affect you or your lack of experience in criminal justice matters would affect you as a governor's counselor. Uh, I don't. I don't think so at all, Bill. Um, really, what's important? Uh, I do think that having courtroom experience is important. Having appeared before judges on a regular basis is important. Being in uh, a variety of courtrooms across this district is important. And I have, for the last twenty years. Um, been a civil rights lawyer, a consumer rights lawyer, an employment rights lawyer, fighting for working class people on an everyday basis, um, trying to help improve um, their lives by fighting things like wage theft, fighting discrimination, fighting retaliation, so that um, so that people can have uh, better li better lives at home. And I have appeared in virtually every court. So from the probate and family court, the district court, superior court. Um, housing court, not just in Hamden County, but also here in Hampshire County, Franklin County, and Berkshire County. And it's really that experience of having appeared in all of the counties before a variety of different judges that forms the, forms the basis for being able to make a really good decision and being able to evaluate judges in terms of their intellect, their temperament, their understanding of the various communities in which they're serving, which are all different here within the district. Springfield is different than Northampton. It's different than Greenfield. It's different than Pittsfield. And so having appeared on a regular basis in all of those courts before a variety of different judges uh, provides me a, a unique background um, in being able to evaluate whether or not somebody is going to be not just a good judge, not just a qualified judge, but the best possible candidate and the best possible judge to deliver justice in the community for 20 or 25 years. And that, to me, is really what's important at the end of the day. I'm going to turn now from uh, Jeff Morner to Sean Allen. Uh, the variation on this question for you, Sean, is this. You've told us about some of your criminal and civil legal experience. One attribute that the other candidates are talking about is their ability to be at the table and to build coalitions uh, to get to a result. Um, and they point to their experience in that regard. Uh, I'm wondering whether you see uh, that lack of, or, or if it is a lack of experience in that regard, as being an impediment to your service on the governor's council. So uh, I don't see uh, that as an impediment at all, Bill. And I, and I guess I should just point out, I come to the table on 
thousands of cases. And unlike my other opponents, if you've ever sat at a table with four lawyers, with four people standing behind you that are facing life in uh, state prison, you have to build coalitions, you have to build strategies, you have to deal with disagreement. Um, when you're working with a family trying to convince them that the right thing to do is help your son or your daughter get into the drug program to check themselves in to Providence Hospital for treatment, uh, you deal with a lot of volatile issues. So I have a proven record of doing it, and uh, I'm probably the, the most qualified person that has interacted on the most volatile issues with people. In the same sense, Bill, the last thing we need in this position is a politician. I can tell you one thing that concerned me that Councillor Fenton had said in his opening was he would lobby for infrastructure and economic development. This position is too important for a politician. This is about public safety. You uh, structured the questions around criminal law. Criminal law relates to public safety. Who will our judges be? How will they receive victims? How will they set bails with respect to violent criminals on release? But this certainly, we don't need a lobbyist going to Boston to vet our judges. It's not the job description, and it certainly is not, it's the last thing we need. We have to take the politics out of this position for far too long. Judges have been selected based upon political connections and not qualifications. Coming in January, for Sean Allen, it's all gonna be qualifications. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back with Tara Jacobs, Jeff Morneau, Sean Allen, and Mike Fenton, candidates for the Democratic nomination for Governor's Council in the 8th District. We'll be back right after this. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. Northampton officials plan to use the $920,000 grant they received to build a 24-unit climate-resilient apartment building behind City Hall. Governor Charlie Baker announced the MVP grant yesterday at a stop in Williamsburg. Northampton Mayor Gina Louise Shera says the money will help forward Northampton's goals toward climate resilience while providing a place to live for Northampton residents most at risk from climate change. In addition to Williamsburg and Northampton, 77 grants were awarded to Massachusetts communities this round. Tonight at 6 p.m. in Flasky Park, there will be an overdose awareness event co-hosted by Tapestry Health, the Northampton Recovery Center, Hampshire Hope, and others. State Rep. Mindy Dom says these programs are essential to providing comprehensive public health services to our most vulnerable community members. We've seen in 2021 there was an increase in the number of people who died as a result of unintentional opioid overdose in Massachusetts, and a large part of that was fueled by the COVID-19 pandemic. Tapestry Health will also be offering a series of virtual Narcan tutorials available through their website. Repairs are finished after about a dozen gravesites were vandalized in Wildwood Cemetery in Amherst. The damage was discovered Saturday afternoon. Rebecca Nordstrom, president of the Wildwood Cemetery Board, tells the Gazette the vandalism is heartbreaking. Most of the gravestones, with all but one made from granite, were largely unscathed, though some sustained some chips and scratches from being tipped over. Becoming mostly sunny today, reducing humidity, breeze will pick up out of the west, a high of 80 to 84. Mostly clear tonight, cooler, overnight low of 52 to 58. Sunny tomorrow, a high of 76 to 80, and the sunshine and upper 70s continue on Friday. I'm 22 News Storm Team Meteorologist Brian Lapis, 1015 WHMP. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. We continue our conversation with the four candidates for the Democratic nomination for the 8th District Governor's Council 
position. Sean Allen, Mike Fenton, Tara Jacobs, and Jeff Morneau. My next question for all of you, there may be a slight variation as we go from candidate to candidate, is this. The President Governor's Council for our district, the 8th District, again, that's Western Massachusetts, is Mary Hurley, who was a two-term, I believe those were two two-year terms, as mayor of Springfield, and then she was a judge in the Chicopee District Court for some 19 years. Uh, she is now finishing her third term and is not standing for re-election. These are two-year terms for Governor's Council. Uh, you've all been asked before about uh, uh, Mary Hurley and her uh service on the Governor's Council. Um, and what I would like to know from you all is what decisions that she has made that you disagree with first and decisions that you applaud as well and how you would compare your qualifications to uh, Mary Hurley's. So let me start with Tara Jacobs. Um, well, I'm glad you asked the question. It's it's been a topic of discussion of late. Um, given the intensity of this campaign, I'm losing track of time. I want to say it was a month ago. It could have been a little longer. There was a candidate that came before Governor's Council who was largely evasive, but um, what was um, shared pointed to... Um, seemingly pointed to that this was an anti-choice um, person who Mary was one of um, five on the governor's council who voted to confirm um, despite three other uh, uh, governor's council members standing up and um, and speaking to their concerns, speaking to the answers that they had gotten, speaking to the um, opposition to an anti-choice um, judicial nominee. Um, and it was beyond disheartening, it was outraging um, to see that decision made, especially in the landscape of post-Supreme um, Court row overturning um, reproductive rights um, nationally. And despite living in a state that thankfully has the legislative protections in place for reproductive rights. Um, one governor's council, not Mary, but one governor's council member mentioned that, you know, this isn't a judicial issue, it's a legislative issue, um, which I firmly disagree with. I'm, I'm certain it will be challenged in our courts. And to further just evaluate a candidate on, on, the reason a lot of, of the current governor's council members, um, I think, uh, use reproductive rights as a litmus test is because it impacts more than just cases that are specifically centered around reproductive rights. Let, let me it, ask you this because we're running out of time for you. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, are there other decisions uh, that Mary Hurley has made that you're critical of? Um, not necessarily. I, you know, that one, because it is so near and dear to my heart, I've watched, uh, thankfully, there's live streaming of Governor's Council hearings, and I've watched uh, hundreds of hours at this point, probably. Um, there were, oftentimes, um, she's very um, minimalistic in why she shares, in, in what she says about why she made the decisions she made. She'll just vote a yes or a no or, or make a very brief um statement around it. And, and the statement generally is, I've talked to this person and I vote X. Um, so um, I don't necessarily hold up other um, 
other uh, decisions that she has made, but that one in particular, given this landscape, um, really just was disappointing. Beyond disappointing is an under understatement. I'm going to turn now from Tara Jacobs to Jeff Morno. Jeff, uh, thank you, Bill. The most uh, the most egregious vote by our governor's counselor, Mary Hurley, uh, is on this Claudine Cloutier issue. Um, Claudine Cloutier was a judge that was just approved 5-3, including our governor's counselor, Mary Hurley, voting in favor of her uh, becoming a superior court judge. This candidate, Claudine Cloutier, is a clear right to birther. She had made donations to right-to-life organizations not only just right-to-life organizations, but organizations whose mission is to promote putting women into positions of political power and judicial power to make decisions that are right-to-life. In addition, she had made campaign contributions to two federal candidates who want to criminalize abortion. All of this in light of the overturning, overturning of Roe. We cannot have any judges let alone superior court judges that don't support abortion rights. Superior court judges, including Claudine Cloutier, deal with abortion issues. All children between under the age of 16 that want to have an abortion and cannot or do not want to get parental consent have to go before a superior court judge. Imagine that. A 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 14-year-old, 15-year-old, we can all imagine the reasons why somebody can't get parental consent or doesn't want to get parental consent, and then that child has to walk into a superior court courtroom, an intimidating experience for any adult and many lawyers, and ask that judge for permission to have an abortion. And that judge has to make the decision as to whether or not that child is mature enough to give informed consent, and if not, it comes down to that particular judge to make the decision as to whether or not the abortion is in the best interest of the child. And if that judge is somebody like Claudine Cloutier, we can't have that here in Massachusetts. We can't have that anywhere in this country. Quickly, Jeff Morneau, other decisions or actions by the present governor's council, Mary Hurley, that you're critical of? Uh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll get to one recent one um, where there was a parole board nominee where she voted no, uh, and I, I was actually in favor of that. So I'll talk about one thing that I was in favor of. I'm, I'm also not, you know, I'd be in favor of more transparency. So there were some issues surrounding the transparency at the governor's council, not just the governor's council, but let's just talk, you could talk Massachusetts legislature, uh, legislature-wide, and I'm all for uh, more transparency, including, you know, you know, open, getting rid of the open meeting law uh, exemption and making sure that things are live streamed so that people out here, especially out here in Western Massachusetts, have more access and more knowledge and know more about the governor's council and what's going on. Let me turn now from Jeff Morner to Sean Allen. Sean, same question. So I, I applaud Mary's uh, you know, public service, but the reality is Mary Hurley is just another career politician. And if we look at her record for Western Mass, here's what it is. There's no one from the parole board uh, from Western Mass. There's no one on the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court from Western Mass, and there hasn't been a black or brown Superior Court judge appointed in over 30 years. The last person was Honorable Tina Page, who served with dignity, who retired in 2018, and she served alone. In the Superior Court. In the Superior Court. And, it, and, and the Superior Court is very important because 
life, life matters uh, there, serious cases, the more serious cases, in addition to the more serious civil cases. Um, and Mary's record of inclusion is just unacceptable. And recently, the last three judges, very competent um, white females, but all white females, even in the district court, there, we have to have a bench that reflects the community in which we live, and it has to be diversified. And Mary's record on it, it just is not very good. Let me just follow that up since we have a few seconds left, Sean. The nominee comes from the governor. The governor takes uh, a recommendation from the Judicial Nominating Committee. The governor makes the uh, nomination, and the governor's council then has to vote up or down. You don't get to actually select the candidates, do you? So, so doesn't this... The problem rests somewhere else? Sure, that's fair, Bill. And like uh, Michael had mentioned earlier, you have access. You get to see, possibly see the governor every week and speak to the governor. So one thing when you advocate for regional um, equity is you might want to point that, these facts out to the governor. The Springfield population alone, it's more uh, black or brown than it is white. It's, 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 it's teetering 57% um, or more. There's not a black or brown um, Superior Court judge adjudicating their cases. So those are facts uh, that relate to the position that you could point out to the governor. And the other thing um, you could do is outreach to affinity law groups. We need Hispanic females, Asian Americans. There's so much you could do to the outreach to encourage people to apply. And Bill, people aren't applying because they're discouraged because it's politics. They don't want to deal with, with the political. If they're not politically connected, they're very discouraged. As your counselor, I'm going to be out in all four counties doing outreach to affinity law groups, encouraging them to apply. That's one thing you can do. And then you can say to the governor, by the way, I know this person, applicant A, B, and C, applied. Uh, please consider them. We're going to continue our conversation with the four candidates. I think I've done all four. I think we have one left. Oh, yeah. did I miss one? Oh, did, yeah, I, one more. did I miss Mike? <laughs> I, Mike, I am yeah, so I sorry. Done. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jump the gun. Mike Fenn, please, your answer to this question. Thank you very much for the question, Bill, and it's an important one. Uh, first, I want to just point out that this seat belongs to the people of Western Massachusetts, not any person who is serving or has served in it in the past. Um, Mary Hurley, retired judge, former Springfield mayor, uh, in my estimation, has done a lot of good for our region. Uh, she's been a ferocious advocate for Western Massachusetts getting many judicial vacancies filled in our region. And she's also lifted up voices uh, of underrepresented populations to get uh, individuals onto our courts uh, in this region. I was really pleased and proud to attend a recent Governor's Council confirmation proceeding uh, for now Judge uh, Brandon Freeman, um, a black man who will sit in our district court. Mary's done a great job at advocating ferociously for our region. Uh, with that said, uh, I agree with the statements made by um, Mr. Morneau and Ms. Jacobs regarding the recent hearing uh, that was conducted for uh, a, a lawyer that was from the Fall River area. I would not have I would not have voted for that candidate. Uh, I also would have had uh, some much more pointed questions. I think that after watching that hearing and the evasive answers that were given around the question of uh, choice and female bodily autonomy. I was uh, not only disappointed with the answers, but I was also disappointed with the lack of vigor uh, through which the questions were asked by uh, members of the governor's council. And I would have uh, inserted a much more direct questioning during that process. Um, I, like Mary, and I'm, I'm proud to have her support in this campaign, like along with Congressman Neal and many others, uh, I have a public service background, and I know earlier Mr. Allen 
indicated uh, that we don't need a politician in this race. Uh, I have news for everybody. We're all we're all running in a political race for elected office. And um, and, and this position does require does require a fighter for the region, someone who will advocate and lobby the governor's office for the all four western counties. Um, the fact of the matter is that the, the board now primarily consists of uh, white male lawyers um, from the suburbs uh, who are primarily worried about the judges that they appear in front of. Uh, that is not Mike Fenton. That is not why I'm in this race. I have a history of advocacy uh, and democratic politics in Springfield. I'm a lawyer who's trained and have the ability to vet candidates. And uh, I will not shy away from the fact that I have every intention of elevating voices in Western Massachusetts and fighting for our region on the governor's council. I think uh, sending candidates to the governor's council who have no intention of doing anything other than uh, playing an active role in the judicial nominating process would be short-sighted for our region. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Mike Fenton, Sean Allen, Jeff Morneau, and Tara Jacobs right after this. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. So this is Massachusetts' way of saying we think it's an important program. We think it's important enough to continue for students and their families. And we're going to put the money up front to make sure it continues so that if the federal government does not renew it, Massachusetts will still have universal school meals. 1015, 1400, and 1240. We are the Valley. We are WHMP. There are farm fresh eggs just around the corner and beef across town. Local food is all around. It's a connection to your community, to the land and the people. There's a handy guide to the farm fresh food all around you, the local hero guide on the CISA website. You never know how close you are to something good for dinner tonight. Something harvested just this morning. CISA's Local Hero Guide, your guide to farm fresh food, on the CISA website, buylocalfood.org. Things to do with butternut. Roast it with butter and sage, mash it with butter and maple syrup, stuff it with quinoa, kale, and cranberries, and then there's curried butternut soup. Squash. The season is long, the recipes are endless, and River Valley Co-op is a fall festival of squash. Next time you're there, buy that squash you never buy. Kabocha squash or Blue Hubbard squash. Why? Why not? River Valley Co-op. Everyone is welcome, not just members. And everyone is wild about local squash. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. We just have a few minutes left with the four candidates for the Democratic nomination for Governor's Council, Mike Fenton, Sean Allen, Jeff Morneau, Tara Jacobs. So I'm going to ask you all a question, which is based on a sign we have in the studio. It says right here, it says, if you could tell 100 residents of Northampton, let's just expand that to the region, one thing, what would it be? And so my question for you in our conclusion to this forum is if you could tell our listeners one thing about you that will make you a great governor's counselor tell me tell me what that would be jeff thanks bill i am extremely passionate about this position i know how important judges are to the community that they're serving i know the difference that they make in the lives of everybody that comes before them. 
Not many people think about judges until they either have to go to court, they got a friend or family has to go to court, there's an issue that's so important to them. But every day that people go before the court, those judges make decisions that impact individuals and families in your community. They make a difference. I'm extremely passionate about it. I'm going to make sure that we appoint judges that understand the community that they serve. They're passionate, they have compassion, and they understand people. Sean Allen, the same question. Thank you, Bill. For 22 years, I've practiced in this judicial system, our local judicial system, and I care very much about it. As a young social worker, I entered into this system, helping children, helping juveniles, diverting them out of trouble, and then becoming a young lawyer, cutting my teeth along the way over the last two decades. I care about the people in the courthouse. I care about the litigants. I care about how people are going to be treated how a court staff is going to be treated, how our litigants are going to be treated, and I care about competency on the bench. And I really, as a gay man, also care about diversity on the bench. I know what it's like to be different. I know those struggles. Um, our bench has to reflect um, the community in which we live. So I would ask that your viewers give me a very um, hard look. Um, look at uh, my website, www.allenforgov.com, and thank you all for having me today. Mike, Michael Fenton, same question to you. Mike Fenton, are you there? Oh, sorry, I was on mute, guys. Oh. Uh, you, we thought that only happened on Zoom. <laughs> I had such a good start. <laughs> Something about technology I've learned today. Okay. One word I would use, the one word I would use to sum up my campaign is uh, fairness. I, I believe uh, in having governor's counselors who can be fair to the applicants who are appearing as appointees before the board, someone who can be fair to underrepresented communities, like Springfield and other gateway cities, and somebody who can get our fair share here in Western Massachusetts and be a fighter, not just to fill vacancies on the courts, which I can and, and will do and will do with qualified and competent judges, but also to be an advocate more broadly for our region. So, um, you know, one thing I would want everyone to take away uh, from, from, from my candidacy is uh, it's based on, on the bedrock of fairness. Thank you. Let me turn now to Tara Jacobs. Tara? Thanks. Uh, I think the one thing I want to leave is that I am running to be the voice of the people in the process of the work the Governor's Council does with a focus on wanting to promote social and racial justice and dismantle the systemic injustice in our judicial system. Um, despite being such a progressive state, we have one of the worst rates of um, racial disparity in our incarcerated population, and we need a voice who does the work on the parole board and the judicial confirmations to affect positive change that will be felt by our communities. And as the only non-lawyer, I am fully impartial and outside of the political machinations of, that has plagued the, the governor's council and will serve the people in the process and communicate to the people um, in a way that lends to transparency and involvement in these decisions that affect people's lives in a real and, and significant way. We have two minutes, a little less. I have a yes, no question or a name. Tell me, one, one endorsement that you're particularly proud of. Uh, Jeff Morneau? Dave Sullivan, District Attorney. Sean Allen? Lord Gentile and Mike Ryan, but I'll say Lord Gentile, Clerk of Courts of Hamden County, someone that administers justice that's been there for 20 years with me working.
and Mike Ryan, the former DA and judge. Yes. Okay. Uh, Mike, Mike, Michael Fenn. Well, since Sean did too, I'll do a few too. So Congressman Neal, uh, Judge Mary Hurley, Sheriff Kochi, DA Galoni. Tara Jacobs. Oh, so many to choose from. Um, well, Mary O'Brien, uh, a former Registrar of Deeds in, in Berkshire County and, and a state Democratic um, committee member um, who I served on the, on the Berkshire Commission on the Status of Women for a few years and just have had um, all of her support. But there's so many I could have chosen from. Well, <clears throat> we thank all four of the candidates, Tara Jacobs, Jeff Morneau, Sean Allen, Mike Fenn, Candidates for the Democratic nomination for Governor's Council in District 8. The election is ongoing now. You can vote now. And Election Day is, of course, Tuesday, September 6th. That's the day of the primary. Independents can vote. Democrats can vote. We urge everyone who can vote to vote. And we thank you all for being with us. We thank our listeners for being with us today. This is an important race along with many others. Please vote. Thanks, Bill. in a hard place and I'm down on my luck yes I'm down on my luck well I'm down on my luck I'm hiding in Honduras I'm a desperate man Hey everyone, Gordon Oliver here, and if you don't know me, I'm the host of the weekly Saturday show, The Cambridge Connection, on WHMP.com and wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. For the last year, I've been privileged to connect you, our listeners, with experts from a variety of financial industries and organizations that offer assistance and education to help everyone become more financially fit. See you on Saturday. Join Brent Hines, Executive Director of the Foundation for Financial Wellness, because being financially well is a source of power, contentment, and peace. Forbes Library Outreach Delivery Service caters to residents of any age who are homebound due to short or long-term disability in Northampton, Florence, and Leeds. A volunteer will deliver your specific requests or select materials for you based on your interests. We offer books, magazines, CDs, DVDs, and puzzles. Call 413-587-1019 or sign up at ForbesLibrary.org outreach. Live and local news and talk for Northampton and the Valley since 1950. WHMP Northampton. WHMQ Greenfield. A Northampton Radio Group Station.